Welcome to a special edition of SignalsAZ.com podcast. And today we have two guests. We have John Lonis, the owner and proprietor of Auto Works Service and Repair of Prescott Valley. And also we have Kimberly Lopez of Talking Glass Media. We're excited to announce that uh, Auto Works Service and Repair is going to be having a new show in 2024 on cast11.com. And I think we're going to call it AutoWorks to talk about all things auto since it, they're kind of a big deal in our life. And yet we don't have somebody that's a trusted voice to talk about all these different things that happen to our four-wheeled and two-wheeled and if you're really crazy, maybe one-wheeled friends out there. Uh, John, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me in, and I'm glad to be here. So how long has AutoWorks been around? We opened up in 1996. So you've been around a while. A few years. And your location is right off the highway. Why don't you give your address? Currently, our our address is 8572 East Eastridge Drive. Um, We're on the south side of Highway 69, the bright yellow building, um, just south of 69 and east of Navajo. Awesome. And let's talk about what we're going to talk about on AutoWorks so our listeners and readers on Signals know what it's going to be all about it. I love learning about different things that we take for granted. Like if you ask somebody how a brake works, is oh yeah, I put my foot on the pedal and it stops the car. Hopefully. But <laughs> there's a little more to it, right? And when we get in, if we know a little bit more about these things we use every day, we can probably maintain them a little better. We probably respect them a little bit more. That's kind of how my mind works. It reminds me. So what are we going to talk about um, on the AutoWorks show? I want to try to educate um, the general audience, everybody out there on what auto mechanics, auto repair, auto maintenance, anything to do with your automotive needs or requirements. Um, I want to spread some news and some cheer about um, this is our specialty. This is our forte. This is what we do. And you guys have your own um, forte in your professional business as to what you do with radio or with video or doctors and nurses. We all have our specialties. And if you're confused on something, I don't mind. I love sharing and talking about cars and anything to do with cars and business. Um, I just want to share and get some knowledge out there and let you know that auto mechanics are not that greasy, dirty term of, you know, the old days of when you had Cooter on Dukes of Hazard and, right. and those type of people. We are some pretty darn smart, educated people. You have and to invest be. a lot because there's vehicles are changing all the all the time. It's it's worse than computers. I mean they are computers. I know that the average car has more computing power than the first moon module that went to the moon. That's a, a fact. That was back in nineteen eighty five. Those car those cars with those computers, simple computers were more tech savvy than so land, you have to be part land, electrician you have to be part computer nerd you have to be part mechanic and i'm guessing a lot of it too is creativity because sometimes there's probably multiple things going on you've got to kind of look at the whole story before you can make a diet it's like a person right Kim? so so john mm-hmm. you're saying that i don't have to wait for the lights to show up on my dash before i call you <laughs> no you don't have to okay no. So um, I, I'm happy because we take this stuff for granted. And then last minute, we're taking our vehicles in 
and if we're taking stuff in last minute, like Kim just said, I'm waiting for my lights to go on. Now we have a bigger issue, a more costly issue. And there's always been this mistrust between the owner and the shop in terms of, because they don't know anything. And it's hard to build trust when one side just doesn't have the information to make a trust judgment or assessment. And I think you alluded to it before we started was having that conversation and how do we build a relationship with an auto works, for example, so that I can just, can I just call you? It's like, something's going on here, dude. I don't know what, what do you think? And you might say, you don't need to bring it in. This is what you need to do. Or it might be, oh yeah, bring it in before that light goes on. Or starts flashing or doing something strange. So yes, I mean, I'd love to have everybody out here in listening land to be an AutoWorks customer, but there's plenty of good shops out there. And so I'm going to support any shop that's out there on building a relationship with your favorite mechanic, your favorite repair place that you're, you've been going to. Um, try to build a relationship because that repair shop will learn you. They'll learn your habits. They'll learn your vehicles. And they'll guide you and keep you on the road safely. And, you know, you build up that relationship. So when you're down in Phoenix and your check engine light's starting to flash, give them a call and they'll let you know, yes, it's safe to drive home or go to this other shop because we do have referrals that we'll send other people to in different cities and states, or we'll find somebody that, you know, to help um, protect you or get you back on the road. So um, what, what are some of these things you said? We're going to talk about building a relationship and how we do that. We're going to talk about preventative maintenance. Um, where my mind goes is we're going to have some fun too, right? Oh yeah. And what are, can you name the silliest thing, or I hate to say the word, but the stupidest thing you've seen in terms of what somebody has done with their vehicle? Like what do you definitely <clears throat> don't do what this person did? Cause there's gotta be some pretty, there's a lot stories. of stories. I don't like to, share or pick on anybody because well, they don't not. know better. Um, lately, we've been seeing an accident where people have these cute little half-ton diesel trucks um, that they're putting out there, and they'll pull up to the to the gas station pump, oh. and they'll put DEF, this uh, yep. the, the, diesel exhaust the, fluid. the diesel exhaust fluid, into their gas tank. And they don't realize it, but they put 30 cents in, and it doesn't seem like much. You've got a 20-gallon tank. And then they finish topping it off with diesel and they try to leave and 60 feet later, the vehicle doesn't run. So when I, I've never been a diesel guy and we bought a diesel truck to pull our travel trailer. We're at that age now. I just got fitted with hearing aids. So I'm getting closer to retirement. <laughs> so we, we had to get a travel trailer with the hearing aids. And so we got the diesel. I've never had a diesel before, but I love our diesel truck. It's fast. I didn't know these things are that fast. And they pull a lot of weight. Um, but I've had to train my brain to be very aware of what I'm doing when I go to the pump. Because for the last, I don't even want to say how long I've been driving. I don't want to date myself. Um, <laughs> is I've just been grabbing that unleaded and putting it in, right? I have to think about the green diesel and put that in. And yeah, we have def. Mm -hmm. Now at the pumps I'm at, but they don't, they don't have the def option. I do a separate, I'll buy the def or if I'm getting maintenance, I'll have them top it off. Right. 
Uh, but I do have to, and it's the same thing is I have to think about grabbing the diesel to fill up and not the gas because it would be the same, same problem. You could ruin an engine, right? So John, what does it do to the engine? It actually crystallizes the whole fuel system. That and doesn't sound good. No, and it's quite expensive. Now, being that it's a new vehicle, you usually have um, full coverage insurance on your vehicle. And so far, our customers have been lucky that their insurance company has covered the $15,000 repair bill. Great tip. It gets everything brand new from the fuel tank, the fuel filler neck, the fuel lines, the fuel injection pump, all the injectors, fuel filter. Everything gets replaced because it turns into a crystal um, into crystals and fuel right. can't flow. So that's what happens when you put DEF, just 30 cents worth of DEF into so, a 20 gallon tank of diesel. Yeah. So whether it's DEF or you're actually put gas in your diesel tank, how often do you see that? Gas isn't too shabby. There was a, a fleet company that we took care of and they had their sprinter vans and their drivers didn't weren't paying attention, they'd do gas. Right. It'll start up, it'll run, it'll make all kinds of weird noises. Usually it's enough scariness to scare the driver, uh-oh, something's wrong, right. and they have it towed to us. And then we could just change the filters, drain the fuel tank, and put fresh diesel in it. And as long as they're not driving, you know, more than a mile or two with gas in their diesel vehicle, so we should be able to survive that. is worse? That. Is that what you're saying? Death is, is completely interesting. Oh, holy moly. I would yeah. think it would be the other way around, but that's kind of good to know. Yeah. And no. I wouldn't think about calling my insurance company, but it's yeah. like, you know, okay, I'm an idiot. I guess that's on me, but if the insurance but covers it. had a $15,000 repair bill. Yeah. yeah. I'd be calling my insurance company. <laughs> right? And it's nice, the local dealers, whenever we call them, we tell them, well, we, we got deaf in a fuel tank. They're like, oh, okay, here's a kit. And you have a part number because they have everything already in stock because it's a very common item that people do. Just a little bit of deaf in your diesel tank and, you know, York Dodge has everything in stock for us. So right. they just send over a great big pallet with a whole bunch of stuff on it. And or Ford. We right. change it all over. Yeah. We have the Ford Dodge fight again. I'd like to bring in Brad and Ron on this. Just the <laughs> Ford Dodge brothers. It's so funny. I don't know. I think Ford is a little Ford and Chevy drivers. They're driving three quarter and bigger trucks. So they kind of already know that they have a diesel truck. It's this cute little Ram 1500 short bed, regular cab, you know, that you think is just their little regular truck. And that driver's out getting groceries and, they're not thinking of towing a big fifth wheel or anything. So, gotcha. Yeah, that for me, that was the top thing I wanted to ask you was how often does that happen? Because literally, I did it the other day where I, I it was muscle memory. I grabbed the diesel and I started filling, and then I freaked out because I realized I didn't think about it. And does that make sense? And I did the right thing, but I'm like, ooh, I got to be more careful because I I flip between our gas car and my diesel truck all the time. I interchange them and just flip them right. around. Um, I got to imagine that's probably happens more often than we realize. We had three of those trucks earlier this year. We had three of those trucks come in in the same month just wow. for the, just for the deaf to just that splash of deaf. That gas station has now made it more obvious that they're grabbing a deaf pump. Is that, so, um, the one off 69, the truck stop? I believe so. I, What's the you know. difference between, um, they have two types of diesel there, and I filled up there before we went on a trip. They have like a, a higher grade diesel, and a, I forget what it is. I don't know if that's a Maverick or whatever, but they have a really cool facility there where a lot of the big semis fill up. I think they have def to top off if you want, which is not right. common. Right. Maybe it is at truck stops, but not at... Like the At your normal little gas station, right? Yeah, um, but they had two different grades of diesel. 
And I'm uh, just wondering what that was. I'm I didn't not know. sure. I actually had to try to pay attention to that. I've got a gas vehicle that I drive around. Um, I know in diesel grades, there is your normal uh, low sulfur um, diesel fuel that you're supposed to be using. And then they also have a dyed diesel. It's got a red dye in it. Those are for off-highway vehicles. For your tractors, your garden tractors, That's your off-road stuff. Don't get caught with that in your highway vehicle. Um, it's a lot cheaper. But the the Department of Transportation, if they notice that you're running dyed diesel fuel, you're not paying roadway tax. Uh, and so they'll come back and get you on that one. I think I actually filled up once. And I just thought it was a It was for your grade. tractor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for the home I'm, tractor. I think I've done worse in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going. But these are great topics, especially mm -hmm. for this is a topic that we can go in for new diesel users in the future is having this discussion. This is what this show is all about for AutoWorks is whether it's you're a new, new to diesel trucks or what can I do for better performance or preventative maintenance, developing that relationship. You're going to be talking to about other shops that have specialties that you don't do. Let's say right. maybe transmissions um, and, and what are your recommendations there? So that's, that's why I'm excited about this show is go to AutoWorks, talk to John, listen to the podcast. If you got a new diesel truck or you're at a certain part or certain place in life with your vehicle and what to do, again, we take these things for granted, right, Kim? Yep. And or even if you're trying to decide, do you want to go from gas to diesel? On I your read new purchase. one of those strings online on the F-250 owners, and I just got the popcorn out and listened to the guys <laughs> argue over my 7.2 liter gasser versus my 6.7 liter diesel and which one was better. Oh, yeah. And it got so confusing. It's like, hey, everybody calm down. I'm just going to go talk to John because the what I'm getting on this feed is nothing but just... Lots of confusion. Yeah. Confusion and, and, and it's everybody's opinion. And again, whenever you talk to me or ask me a question, I'm going to give you my honest opinion and what I've seen and um, what I would recommend to my grandma. If she needs to buy a new vehicle or you need to get a, a car for your kid for college. You know, your repair shop is a great place to talk to on what's the vehicle that you do the least amount of work on. Right. You know, I'm still out there preaching the Hondas and Toyotas. Yep. Those are, those are great vehicles. You, know, you can get two, 300,000 miles and pretty much neglect them and they're still going to go that far. I bought, you know? we bought our daughter, um, an Acura, uh, MDX. It must have had 200,000 miles on it. Knew the really expensive, very nice cars. Mm -hmm. Um, we paid 2,500 bucks for it and she just had it for college and it's been five years and she's still driving it. It's leaking a little oil. It's a little rough looking. Mm -hmm. The paint's kind of flaking off of it. All wheel drive for the snow. She's up in Denver. Works great. And you got a great deal for twenty five hundred bucks. Jeez, family member, <laughs> family smoking. member, got it. And but I said it's a Honda. It's running. Yep. Let's buy it. Yep. So I'll keep all going. So, yep. Yeah. So what else is it? Do you think you want to talk about, or what do you want to talk about, Kim? You're being quiet over there. Well, you know, from the female perspective, I just expect my car to start every day and run and do what it needs to do. So from a female perspective, I would like to know what should I be paying attention to? What noises should I be listening to? Exactly. Those are great questions. And again, that's going back to building a relationship with your repair facility, 
let them know. We'll understand that you're not a car person. You don't know. You just want to make sure that it gets the grandbabies from A to B and you can go to Disney World and not have any issues. And that's what we're there for is we'll learn your habits and we'll help you. If Don't just turn the radio up because it's making more noise. You know, let them know, let somebody know, (laughs) hey, you know, (laughs) that it's doing something different and strange. And there's plenty of people at my my shop and other shops that will go out, listen to it, listen to the noise or smell the smell that you're smelling and let you know, okay, this is something we need to do right away or it's nothing. You just ran over a plastic bag on the road and that's what's burning off your exhaust pipe. So nothing Uh, major to worry about. So So how many people call into the shop and, and try to mimic the noise? verbally. <laughs> oh, those are fun. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I think I would probably just start laughing. It, it's it's fun. You you hold back because we do want the information and we don't want the customer to feel that, you know, we're making fun of them or, or in light of them. So we love listening to the noises. It really does help yeah. us try to find and duplicate that issue and that noise. So once you've left the building, then yes, we will talk about it and <laughs> we'll try to figure out how do you spell this out for the technician on the work order, you know, and a bunch of goofy letters and gibberish stuff like that and things like that. But no, we love for you to listen, you know, explain the noises, duplicate it for us. We're not going to laugh at you. Sometimes we'll enhance the noise for you. And, you know, but please tell us anything and everything. It just helps us find and locate the issue quicker. The more information we have, the less we charge you. And I do have to speak from experience because John services all of my vehicles. Um, Truly, I have called in and said, my car's making this noise. And they knew exactly what it was and Mm -hmm. told me what I needed to do. And I didn't have to bring the car in. All right. So we just got a testimonial for John and Auto Works in Prescott Valley. Lightning round to get to know John a little bit as we roll into your show for 2024 Auto Works podcast on the Cast11.com network. Favorite car. What's your favorite car of all time? I would like to have a 66 Shelby Cobra 427. Okay. Who wouldn't? All right. That's not fair. Um, When did you decide you wanted to get into the business you're in with auto repair and maintenance and... My dad got me hooked into it when I was probably about 11 years old because I I was coming up on 16th, my 16th uh, birthday, so I needed a car, so I better learn how to fix them and drive them, and that's what he told me. He says, you want to learn, you want a car, you're going to learn how to fix it. So, how did you end up here? Were you born here, family from here, or how did you end up in the Prescott Valley region? My wife told me about Arizona. Sorry, I don't want to say this too loud, but I did come from California when it used to be cool, and... um I met my wife there in California. She was over there doing a little visiting her family, and she told me that Phoenix was beautiful. So in 91, we moved to Phoenix in August, and I told her, (laughs) "Um, this is hell. This is not beautiful. (laughs) When it's 104 on the TV screen at 9 o'clock at night, nah. Right. So then we moved up here to Prescott Valley in 2000 and just love the weather and the people and the slower atmosphere and relaxation that's up here. And how many uh, techs? And bays do you have over at AutoWorks? We currently have seven technicians on the floor. We have 10 bays, um, anything from alignments. We don't do anything with tires. We don't do the flat repairs or balancing, okay. um, but we'll take care of everything else. All the alignments, the check engine lights, your ABS lights, engine overhauls, um, transmission replacements, whatever so you, you need, you we do it all. you employ directly at least seven people? I've got 18 saying. people on the payroll. I have three service writers up front, um, service advisors. I have two quality control people that I keep on staff. They are my in-house hired uh, customers. 
Okay. Once the technician gets done with the car, they go over the job to make sure everything's done right. It's clean. Everything's put back together. They road test it before we call the customer and tell them it's ready to go. Um, I have a full-time parts manager. He's all over the internet trying to find the strange parts that we need and keep us going. Then a shop manager, and I've got a shop foreman. So that's uh, 18 on the payroll that I have. Wow. So So. for people that I come from that state as well, uh, from 20 years ago, and we have a similar staff. um, So it kind of pays sometimes for the the region when good people come in and want to start businesses and employ people. I did not come from that state. Just so you know. <laughs> but we're okay. Yeah. You're okay. We're, we're okay. still excited. We're not trying you. to change yeah. anything. We should no. make, it, make it a little bit better. Uh, so John Lotus, owner, proprietor of Auto Work Service and Repair. Your website is autoworkserviceandrepair.com. If anybody has a question regarding their vehicle, they can call 928 775 three 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 two we're super excited to have you on the cast 11 podcast network um starting in 2024 i can't believe that we're even talking about 2024 years almost over yeah so soon we will have a q a and we're going to set you up with a an email that people can email in questions or maybe even text that's exciting too um welcome aboard great thanks for having me i'm looking forward to 2024 and thank you, Kim. You're so you welcome. to come back? I will. Okay. She's I like talking cars. Today. I have I have four. Okay. Yeah, I know. We have too many, too. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We're looking forward to the Auto Works podcast coming up in 2024. Great. Thank you. Ciao.